Hello, it is September 28th, 2021, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. everybody welcome to the tuesday edition okay my name's huck breeze i'm beer host as always today we're going to talk about bad rookies okay and most of the rookies that we've seen thus far as much we were excited about them have been bad let's start with the bears this last week uh not getting 100 yards on offense is it time to panic as a team yeah, maybe this isn't the Bears' year. I don't think they have the talent on the offensive line. Do we defense side to chase the Packers and the Vikings for the division lead or even compete with the NFC South, NFC West teams? They're going to be competing for wild card spots. But we're not talking about teams. We're talking fantasy-wise, these QBs. So is it time to panic on Justin Fields? No, not even close. The guy had very little time to throw and was bombarded by a very good defense. We underestimate how good this Browns defense is. Miles Garrett absolutely destroyed left tackle old man, Jason Peters, who is now 39. Now I'm not going to say it was all on Jason Peters because Miles Garrett was moved all over, but this is not the last time someone's going to wreak havoc on the Bears O-line this season. So what does this mean fantasy-wise for this team? If Nagy wants to keep his job going forward, then he has to play fields. He has zero choice. I mean, do you want to go out starting Foles or Dar- Dalton trying to manage games and put games solely on your defense? No. This isn't a Marvin Lewis situation where the Bears front office will turn a blind eye to Naggy shortcomings. Whenever you can't reach 100 yards total offense in any NFL game, you're officially on the hot seat. So no, Fields will start when healthy. If Justin Fields is in the game, he's a solid QB too. I don't care what happened last week. I, I firmly believe that. Okay, One of the good things that went mostly unnoticed last week was that he did not turn the ball over. The mobility and the talent around him are enough to keep him in two QB and Superflex leagues. He will have 20-point games in the future. I can, I can guarantee that with absolute certainty. And when I say the future, I mean this season. And I know this may sound like a counterpoint, but while Fields is a QB too, he is the Bears' offense. And when he's out on the field, you have to tick down Mooney. He's not even startable. You have to take Allen Robinson, who is now wide receiver three. He was a wide receiver one earlier in the season, and drop Montgomery down to a weak running back two. And now, why do I say this? It's kind of like this Kyler Murray effect. A a mobile QB, he's going to take over on the ground and through the air and spread it out to whoever's open. When an offensive play breaks down, 
the plan go to route, which would have been Robinson or Mooney or you know so, uh, something else, it now becomes a free for all, and it's anyone's guess who could have a successful week. Judging by last week, there's going to be a lot of plays that break down. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. I didn't have high hopes for Zach Wilson and the Jets from the get-go of the season, not because he looks like some prepubescent little boy, but more because it's really hard for a team so many problems to come out and put up solid points on offense at a consistent rate with just free agency and a solid draft. You can't just do it all in one year. Now, I don't necessarily think Zach Wilson will be bad in the upcoming years, and he could push to be a solid QB too, and maybe a QB1 in upcoming years. Who knows? But for now, it's tough to watch. Zero TDs the last few weeks and failing to reach positive points both times. It's not crazy to think that a rookie QB could get roughed up and get negative points early on in his first season. But when he does it back-to-back weeks, it's kind of time to sound the alarm. The preseason wonder Elijah Moore has all but disappeared, managing only eight targets and 66 yards through three games. And the rotating backfield of Carter and Ty Johnson has created a running back nightmare, nightmare that you only play in extreme desperate circumstances. There's just not much to get excited about for the Jets. And until there is, you have to stay away from every single one of them. Every single one of them on offense. Zach Wilson's value is only packed into the fact that he most likely will not be benched, no matter what happens. So there is a positive there. All right, Trevor Lawrence. Amazingly, the guy who has most points through three weeks among all rookies is, well, the guy who we all thought would have the most points this season this season among rookies. Yeah, it hasn't been pretty for Sunshine, but he has come out and proven that he can occasionally make a play or two. Unlike the guys we've talked about before, I really don't put this on the talent around Lawrence, which is a good thing for fantasy owners. The, the play calling through the first few weeks of Jaguars games has been absolutely atrocious. The last week, uh, this last week, they finally found or remembered that they had a decent O-line and contribute to an Average run game. Above average run game, actually. Although it was too little too late against the Cardinals. James Robinson's 16 carries through the first two weeks is just pitiful volume for a team with a new coach and a brand new QB. Like I said, there are brighter days ahead. The Jaguars have skated through the first few weeks without any significant injuries. And with Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, and LaVisca Chenault, this team can still be expected to put up decent pass yardage and scoring plays throughout the season. Now, did I mention that they just brought in their secret weapon, Dan Arnold? Like I said, Lawrence is a solid QB2 the rest of the way. Talk about Mac Jones. The Mac attack has looked extremely mediocre thus far this season, but that's to be expected. I don't think anyone thought that Mac was going to come out and blow everyone away with big plays and 50 burgers week to week. However, he has thus far looked like an extremely low QB2. Belichick will continue to feature the short game into his weekly game plan, plotting away with Damian Harris and throwing James White out of the backfield. What I, I, I really think is missing here is the tight end play. They brought in Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, which are familiar names for fantasy owners as second-tier tight ends for the past few years. And on paper, it looks like they are getting involved by collectively having 20 catches and 183 yards through the first three weeks, but for zero TDs and extreme lack of big plays. 
if Matt can figure out a way to feature these talented tight ends a bit more, especially in the red zone, he can definitely be a solid QB too. And until then, he's someone that can just eat up bye weeks and be left on your bench. Let's talk about Trey Lance. The best QB thus far statistically is Trey Lance, considering he's only been in on a handful of plays all season. Those plays have looked good, though, considering he has more TDs than anyone on this list not named Trevor. There's not much to say here, except as long as the 49ers keep winning games, they aren't going to switch personnel. I don't see a Dolphins Tua Fitzmagic swap happening where the 49ers are winning, but somehow think they could, I don't know, win by more. Lance should be rostered everywhere, however, because an injury or an especially bad half from Jimmy G could launch Lance into the upper echelon QB2 range. Are we done? No. We aren't done. There's still one more rookie QB we have to talk about. Davis Mills. And unlike the rest of these guys, Davis's future is up in the air. At some point, Tyrod Taylor will be back, and he actually looked pretty good in his short stint as a Texas starter. He's almost guaranteed his job back because, well, that's just good business. While Mills is starting, though, he can be counted on as a, Q, a decent QB, too. Am I crazy? Yeah, but I, I still think this is a good idea. The Texans don't have a sunny outlook despite their week, win, win, week one win over the Jags and are due to regress on defense, which has played, out, played way out of their league in the first part of the season. A bad defense means some good old garbage time for Davis, who I think will only get better the more reps he gets at starting QB. You can keep Brandon Cooks as a solid wide receiver three and return and the return of Anthony Miller makes him somebody that can be used for wide receiver who, for those who are desperate uh, in the upcoming weeks, I still wouldn't touch these running backs with a 20 foot pole, but while Davis is a lower end QB, you shouldn't be ashamed to start him. He will have some 20 point plus 20 plus point weeks in his tenure as the Texas QB. Thanks for listening this week, guys. I'll be back with my beloved co-host, Scott Shedig, on Thursday to go over the Gridiron matchups for week four and get y'all ready for the Thursday night Jaguars-Bengals game. See ya. They told me you the prototype. I can make you a celebrity. Yo, why not? Play something these souls are like. Try whips, I know they like. Twister, you told a ride. I can make you a celebrity. Yo, why Give you ice like Kobe, right? We sort of like Kobe, right? The way we mow them, right? I can make you a celebrity. Yo, why not? Play something these souls are like. Try whips, I know they like. Twister, you told a ride. I can make you a celebrity. Yo, why not? Give you ice like Kobe, right? We sort of like Kobe, right? The way we mow them, right? I can make you a celebrity overnight.